Welcome back to Overdue. I'm Mrs. Watts, your Annex Librarian. And I'm Coach Hill, your Main Building Librarian. In today's episode, we find out if they kissed. nice to be back in our rhythm you know we were off for christmas break and delayed getting back yes here we are here we are we're ready so today i am talking about together at midnight by jennifer castle um so this book is about two teenagers kendall and max um kendall has just spent a semester um overseas kind of like a study abroad type program, but she's in high school. So that was different. Um, and so she's coming back from being in Europe for a semester and loving it, enjoying it. And she's anxious about returning to high school for her final, final term. Um, and we kind of learn through the story that it has a lot to do with, um, her potentially having like ADHD and just learning difficulties and not really fitting into the mold of the school. Um, and so that's Kendall. And then, um, well, let me go on. So Kendall is coming back from her study abroad program right before Christmas. So she spends Christmas with her family and then her brother and his boyfriend are going back to New York city where they live for New Year's. Um, And she ends up jumping in the cab as they're walking out the door and going with them. Um, And again, that's kind of her escaping, returning to reality. But in New York City, she meets up with a guy who had kind of um, rejected her over the summer. And so she has this history, but she still had a crush on him. And he had sent her pictures of... Like, he's a photographer, and so sent her just, like, landscape pictures and different things um, during her time in Europe. And they are going to reconnect in New York City and go to a museum and have a great time. And then at the end of their date, um, he is walking with the guy he's staying with, his friend Max. So we've got Kendall, Max, and Jamie, the guy she was with, all on a New York City street it's awkward because there's tension between her and Max. They have a thing from the past. Um, while they're all standing there, they notice an argument between a couple and it keeps escalating. And all three of them are kind of caught along with other bystanders. Like what's going on? Surely someone's going to do something and no one steps in. And the woman kind of gets thrown into the street and hit by a car, um, unresponsive and they don't know what's happening. And so, The woman who was hit um, gets taken to the hospital and particularly Kendall and Max. So then the story really focuses on those two characters and they are struggling to um, process what happened and kind of feeling guilty for not stepping in. Because as they're telling the story, you can Kendall's wondering, should I do something? Surely that person will. And Max is saying the same thing. Um, And so they're struggling to process that and they meet up for coffee to kind of talk through it together. They're the only people that would understand what they saw while they're out for coffee. They get a dare from the waitress to um, perform seven random acts of kindness. And at first they decline, but then it becomes the story of them like kind of 
trying to make amends for what they didn't do. And they sort of take on the dare together. And it's the story of them reaching out to all these people. Um, And then they end up bunked up together because a snowstorm hits New York City. And they kind of um, develop more of a friendship. And that leads them into New Year's Eve. And I'm not going to say anything more. Um, Did they kiss when the ball dropped? I'm not going to tell you that. I can't tell you. Come that. on, man. No, sorry. Um, it was a good book. It was definitely all YA. Um, like all the all the feels, the young adult romantic feelings, and um, the characters. They had their quirks and they were interesting. Um, it was a good holiday read. It was it was good overall. Um, just very, very much YA. And I think we've talked about that before, but, um, I know we have a lot of students who love like Sarah Dessen and fans of her would, would enjoy this book. So yeah. Tell me about yours. I also read YA. I read, uh, I read two YA books actually. Uh, first I read The Final Gambit by Jennifer Lynn Barnes, which was the final book in the Inheritance Games trilogy. So I'm just going to run through that whole idea pretty quickly here. So spoilers if you haven't read. But the first book, uh, The Inheritance Games, is about a girl, Avery, who has inherited like $30 billion uh, from this rich guy that just died. And she has seemingly no connection to this guy. Like it seems totally random. Mm -hmm. And so that first book is kind of about that. Um, and then at the end of that first book, you find out that a person that was talked about in that story, uh, who was presumed to be dead is still alive. And so that leads into the second book. And the second book is all about that. It's about finding this guy, um, uh, finding out who he really is. Um, and in that story, you also kind of find out that there's kind of this relationship between this, this character and Avery. Um, and so then... That book ends and leads into this final one where that character uh, has now been kind of taken hostage, so to speak. Um, and the story generally is about finding out who has him, where he is, and, and trying to trying to save him. Mm. Um, you know, they're YA mystery books. They're they're littered with riddles and games, and you know, kind of a kind of an adolescent who done it kind of a thing. Um, I really enjoyed the first book in the trilogy. I think that as you go through them, I think that they tapered off a little bit for me mm -hmm. as a reader. Yeah. This last one especially felt uh, forced as a reader. I, but all that said, I, I still was reading it at a pretty good clip and, and yeah. flipping through the pages. So yeah. uh, maybe that's not the case. It just felt like it. Mm -hmm. um, but I was happy that it wrapped up. The three books, the three book series... Um, so when, when Avery inherits this money, she has to live in this guy's house for one whole year to, to truly inherit the money. So like she's inherited it without actually getting it until she lives there for a year. Mm -hmm. And so the three books span that year. Okay. Um, and so you also find out at the end of the third book, like, did she make it the full year and so okay. forth and along, along with the other things that I was talking about. Cool. I also read You've Reached Sam by Dustin Tao, which is why a, I'm going to call it Romance. Uh, but it's not like the romance you just read. Uh, my my book, You've Reached Sam, was was very much a story of grief. Mm. Um, there's a girl, Julie. She's a senior in high school. 
um, and her boyfriend, Sam, uh, dies in a car crash. And so she is stricken with grief. You know, it's her first love. And um, through all of that, uh, she's kind of not really communicating with her friends and whatnot Mm -hmm. and people that she was close with and almost kind of pushing them away a little bit. Um, and she decides, she decides to call Sam's cell phone just to hear his voicemail or whatever, just to hear his voice. Uh, and Sam picks up. And so this whole story is she, she has this connection with Sam still. She can call him, uh, and they can talk on the phone, uh, for, for periods of time. Um, and because of that, it's almost like she hasn't really lost him yet. But in the meantime, she's growing further and further from the people in the real world who mm-hmm. are also her friends and Sam's friends and so forth. Wow. Um, and she has some, you know, Sam tells her early on that they won't be able to do this forever. So uh, there's a little bit of tension there between mm-hmm. Julie and, and Sam's voice or wherever Sam is. And um, ultimately she has to decide uh what she's going to do with those calls, if she's going to tell people about them and mm-hmm. let other people try to experience that and, and suffer the consequences, whether good or bad, of that, that decision. Um, but it's very much a grief story mm-hmm. for me. Um, I'm calling it romance because it just felt like romance still, but but not in a lovey-dovey, happy way. Yeah. Um, not my typical read, but I had I had some classes in recently and I was going on and on about, you know, broadening your horizons and stepping outside of your box and reading things that maybe you wouldn't normally read. And so I felt like I needed to, to walk the walk. Uh, <laughs> so fair. I grabbed you've reached Sam cause it gets checked out quite a bit. Cool. Um, it's a cool storyline. Yeah. It, it was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll take a short break here and then we'll talk about what we're going to read next. So next up for me, uh, we talked about how uh, you and Mrs. Denton and myself are splitting up the VSBA list. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be reading my seventh and final selection from that list. Nice. Uh, which is the like, cost of... I wish I had a belt yeah. or something like, go, John. Uh, the Cost of Knowing by Brittany Morris. Um, the general idea of this book is that there's a main character who, when he touches things, uh, can see into the future specific to that item. So like if I touch my computer right here, I might see, you know, me putting my computer in my backpack later today to go home or something like hmm, that. Interesting. And the more that you touch those things, the further into the storyline that you see. Um, that's all That's all that I really know about it. Plus I'm anxious to hear about yours because I know you've really been looking forward to this one. <laughs> so I'm also reading a VSBA book called She Drives Me Crazy by Kelly Quinlan. And like I told you before we got started, I I didn't know anything about it because I just finished together at midnight Um, and just looking at the back cover. So it is a high school like romance type situation. Um, It's okay. It's a basketball player who has just broken up with her girlfriend and then she gets into a fender bender with the cheerleader and 
I guess her, it says her arch nemesis. Um, and they're forced to like carpool to school while the cars are getting fixed or the car is getting fixed, um, which I'm guessing is going to force a friendship slash romance. And so we'll see how it goes. The thing that really, you know, got me excited, Coach Hill, is um, the cheerleader for the fighting reindeer. It just kind of made me laugh. I'm guessing for the next couple of nights, your husband's going to have to put the kids to bed because uh, you're going to be glued. <laughs> Cause she drives me crazy. Oh my goodness. It'll be interesting. It'll be funny. And, um, we'll see how it goes right now. It's time for us to check out. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BDP underscore library and share us with a friend. Don't forget to check back with us every other Wednesday for the next episode of overdue. Make time to read. Thanks for listening. Edited, sponsored, and produced by BDP Library at White House High School in White House, Tennessee. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BDP underscore library.